The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Good afternoon, morning, or evening, PPC people. This is David Sotella with another episode of PPC Rockstars. And if you're listening on iTunes, I want you to remember that uh, this broadcasts, I've got air quotes around that word, uh, on Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you want to hear it for the first time live, make sure you tune in to webmasterradio.fm. And also that uh, the resources that we talk about today will be uh, available, are available on the Clicks Marketing blog. That's clixmarketing.com slash blog in the PPC Rockstars page, which you can see from a link on the right-hand side of the page. So today we have my friend Craig Danieloff from Click Equations. And uh, Craig has emerged as a thought leader in, uh, in the realm of uh, bid management. Uh, would you would you describe yourself that way, Craig? I hardly ever say that about myself. Okay. Well, some kind of leader anyway. Um, so Craig is the president of Click Equations, which is a vendor of uh, bid management software. And one of the guys that um, I hang out with at conferences and talk about really, really esoteric topics uh, like the ones we're going to describe today. But we're going to talk about uh, not automatic, uh, automated build, bid management, but rather uh, what's going on behind uh, bid calculations, ad rank, quality score, etc., and what PPC advertisers should know about it. So, Craig, I'm going to ask you to just kick off in whatever directions you want to go. Well, you know, I think the, the, the premise that we've talked about a bunch is that the that the importance of bidding and the role of bidding are sort of misunderstood uh, you know, broadly in paid search. And, and even the, the way you, know, you just described it, as click equations and, and paid search management software as bid management software. Bidding has this sort of exalted role in you know, the common description and, and sort of assumed um, uh, way that paid search works. And what, what, what we're really trying to do, and I'm personally sort of trying to do is chip away at that and say, you know, bidding is a piece of the puzzle, um, certainly an important piece in that it's driving our spend and, and Google's revenue, but it's it's not a magic pill that can fix other ills, and, and so we really got a system of our keywords and our organization and our text ads and our click-through rates and the quality score and all that stuff, and, and bidding's a little factor, and so I guess that, to kick the show off, the, the topic I'd love to you know, start with, and you and I have discussed this at length, is uh, sort of putting bidding in its place. And right. you had told me a story about a guest on an earlier show who uh, sort of did a great job of explaining that. Yeah, that was Brad Geddes. Uh, and anybody that's uh, got in front of a computer, um, the slide deck that we went through for the Brad Geddes show is on the PPC Rockstars page. Um, but don't look at it right now. Listen to Craig because he's going to talk about the, he's, he's going to augment what Brad said with with some of his own observations. Go ahead, Craig. 
So, so you know, the point Brad made, which I thought was really a, you know smart one and, and well made, was that you know he'd done some calculations is probably the wrong word, but sort of describe bidding as being you know, having a 10% influence on your results. And I think the idea of getting an image like that in people's heads, that, gee, I need to do a whole lot of things right, and I want to certainly have reasonable bids, but it's not going to make or break my campaign. I mean, I would much rather work on the organization of the campaigns or tuning the keywords based on the queries or writing text ads than spend time on bidding. Now, having said that, we can spend time on on what's really inside of bidding. My favorite fun fact about bidding is the fact that, um, you know, through some of Hal Varian's uh, recent videos, we now know uh, the formula about which Google determines our cost per click, and we know that that formula does not directly include our bid. Good point. So, uh... Let's see. I've got a link to the to Hal's video uh, on on the PPC Rockstars page. So why don't you just assume that uh, people have either looked at it or are looking at it, and uh, talk about uh, the statement you just made. All right. So what so what happens, and this is true for AdWords and Microsoft and Yahoo have their own formulas, and they work slightly differently. But you know, we can focus on Google. Is that when we set a bid, uh, the bid times our quality score gives our keyword, and I'll put air quotes around that, uh, an ad rank. It's really, it gives the keyword an ad rank for for that particular search, right? All this happens in real time every time the user types a, a phrase, a word or a phrase into Google. So we get an ad rank, which is impacted by our bid and our quality score. That determines our position on the page, if we're in slot number one or slot number two or slot number seven or eight. Um, at that point, a separate calculation is done to determine how much we pay if we get clicked on that ad when it's displayed. And that formula is the ad rank of the person below us divided by our quality score. So there's the formula that's going to determine our price, which does not include our bid. And so if the person below us had a ad rank of 20 and our um, quality score was 10, then we would pay $2 for that click. And so the, 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 I think the key thing to learn about that and the thing that really needs to be to, to sink into folks, uh, PPC managers, in terms of how they're going to allocate their time and their resources is, first of all, quality score is equally important to bid in terms of determining when and where you show up, if you're on the page, and if so, in what position. So right there, you should spend at least as much time managing worrying about quality score as you should about bidding because they're equal. But when the second equation happens, now we're only relying on quality score, getting a second uh, boost out of that effort, and we're gonna, it's going to become the divisor to our price. So we really want to work on quality score, and, um, you know, we, again, we need to bid, and I, would, I think bid ultimately drives position, and position drives results more than the bid, right? If we raise our bid and it doesn't raise our position, we actually may spend more for the exact same. So we're, we're really just using bid to drive position. But gotcha. the point is that, that we need to put bid in perspective. Right. So that's going to come as a surprise to a lot of advertisers. First of all, um, I, I, I still think there, I think there are still advertisers out there who don't realize uh, that AdWords, and this is also true for Microsoft and, and Yahoo to some extent, uh, that, that it's not a pure auction, that it's not uh, let's just raise our bid prices until we get to the top position. So... I think you might be using – I'm going to ask you to use similar words to the ones you just used, but uh, in what way is is uh, is AdWords not 
a pure auction. I, th- I think I heard you say that uh, the position is determined before assigning the bid price uh, relative to the maximum that the advertiser has has bid. Is that correct? Yeah, they're they're two entirely separate calculations, um, and you know it's it's not a pure. You know the analogy is imagine let's take a, another auction situation we all know on eBay, right? So imagine we're both trying to buy a new uh, you know laptop on eBay, and you bid a hundred dollars and I bid one hundred fifty dollars, and we both we would expect in pure auction, right? I would win because I. More than you, except that. What the, imagine what the seller is doing is factoring our bids in some way. Like let's say by, you know, credit rating or likelihood to pay or uh, you know something else. So my one fifty is multiplied by point eight seven because I've bid before on the guy and I never pay him. And you <laughs> always pay on time, so your your hundred dollar bid is actually he he likes doing business with you, so he multiplies your bid by two. So now your bid, in his eyes, is 200 and my bid is actually 120 so you win the auction. That's, in effect, how quality score works. Our gotcha. bids are multiplied by a secret factor, not a secret factor, a sort of secret factor, quality score, and that's what determines our result. So if we just think about our bid all day, and, and like you know the exact thing you just said happens, right? People see their result or their position or their ROI, and they say, hmm, I'm too low on the page. I need to change my bid. Well, you know, that's one factor, but I'm not sure why you would ignore all the other factors that are driving that position. That's right. And it seems to be, um, well, help me with this one. Click-through rate is overwhelmingly the most important factor in quality score. So you could even say that click-through rate has a, a very important effect on not just position, but profitability as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we've talked about on other shows, you know, quality score ultimately is a Google revenue maximization option, right? They assign a higher quality score to people who are going to spend more money on Google over time, right? Quality score, as I've described it before, is is a frequent flyer program, right? It rewards people who spend the most over time, and it it penalizes and discourages people who are, you know, not going to make not going to spend as much money and never make as much money for Google. Um, and and the way you spend money on Google is by getting clicks. So when you get more clicks, they, they do give you a discount on the individual click, but they know you're going to be a volume customer, and so they, uh, they still make it up in the long run. So so absolutely click-through rate is key. And, and you know the other little surprise in there, and we're going to drift off the quality score here, but is that, that you you got to pay attention to the click-through rate of the keyword because that's all they show you. But you really need to go to those text ads and make sure um, that you're you're uh, pausing or deleting the low-performing text ads because the click-through rate is really calculated on a keyword and text ad combination basis. So if you have a if you have a keyword that has three text ads and they each get fifty percent better click-through rate than the next, then your quality score when that low-performing ad shows, assuming they're in rotation mode, is going to be much less, and therefore you're going to get worse positions and pay more per click. You're only going to see the averages because that's all they're going to report to you. So, you know, calling the worst performing text ads out of your campaign constantly is is one of many really important things to address this and an actionable step to this knowledge we're talking about. Well, that, that's a really, really important point, and it's so important that we're going to repeat it when we come back from these messages from our really, really good PPC sponsors. Don't go away. 
PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Hey, affiliates. Do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the U.K., France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Okay, so we're back. And Craig, I'm going to repeat what you said before the break uh, in a slightly different way. And that is that um, people tend to focus on keywords. Advertisers seem to think that keywords are the center of the PPC universe. And when they see things like... uh, they, Google tells them that they're not bidding enough because they're not on the first page. It gives them the below the first page bid uh, estimate. Um, when they see that an ad is that ads are not being shown because of low quality score of keywords, they th- they think of keywords in isolation. When it really is, as you said, uh, very important to make sure that there's a tight correlation between the keyword and the ad text, and that the ad text is compelling enough to get the click because that's really what drives quality score. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you know, we would, uh, you know, Click Equations tends to go even farther and say that it's really about the match between the query and the text ad. Good right? point. Because the keyword is usually matched to 5, 10, 50, sometimes hundreds of different queries. Good point. Um, and quality score is calculated based on the query, not even so much the keyword. I mean, the keyword, I think of it as a magnet, right? The keyword is just sitting there collecting as many queries as Google can reasonably match to it um, and and putting those to ads. And so if you think about having the right query and the right ad together, that is what they measure the most and that is what will get you the best uh, the best result. Okay, so let me here's a hypothetical situation. Let's say I have uh, I'm selling uh, I'm selling heating oil and um, I'm bidding on the word 
uh, on the broad match version of the term of the keyword heating oil. And uh, it turns out that uh, the majority of people doing search queries uh, add the word price after the word heating oil. They're not just interested in heating oil as an abstraction. They're looking for good prices. So in that case, if I included heating oil price in, my, in the same ad group against the same ad, is my quality score apt to go up because of the fact that uh, quality score is only calculated when the query matches the keyword exactly? Yeah, and that's a, that's a huge point that you just mentioned, which most people aren't aware of. You know, the quality score we see in Google is, you know, an estimate based on 50 pieces of data behind the scenes that, you know, they don't break down for us. But one of the truths is that if a broad match keyword is matched to, you know, like I said, any number of different queries, quality score is only calculated in those instances when the query exactly matches the keyword. So the instances when the query is a broad match or a phrase match but isn't identical to the keyword, then um, they either use the root quality score. They haven't said exactly what they do, but we can assume they either use the root quality score or they factor it by yet another secret number. Right. So if we add more keywords, adding negatives and adding positive keywords, expanding the number of keywords around uh, a keyword, especially based on queries, does allow us to, I mean, two things. Now we, the quality score we see is at least based on the universe of clicks around that keyword. So let's say, in the case you just said before, that we didn't use pricing. We are getting all these pricing queries. They didn't really have a quality score. They were either getting a derivative quality score, an estimated quality score, or they are using a neighbor's quality score. If we make that its own keyword and people search using that exact phrase, it will get its own quality score. We will be able to see that. We will see the CTR of that keyword against individual text ads. That's a little harder to see, but we can start to see that. Um, so we go from you know, darkness to light. We go from um, big averages that we can't see inside to a forced separation so we can actually understand what's driving our campaign. So um, absolutely mining queries for keywords and, and expanding them is a great thing to do. And you know, I, There's a lot of these types of things that I think I describe as taking control back from Google. It's, you know, I've written about match type a lot. We have the uh, match type keyword trap white paper. And um, you know, if you use a broad match and you let Google decide what queries to match, you're letting them decide how to spend your money. If you add a bunch of keywords and set the match types and take control, you're making that decision. And it, it applies to quality score in the way, same way that you just said. If I add keywords, I can see the details and I can decide, hey, gee, it turns out this particular query is getting a terrible quality score, plus it's not converting. I'm going to stop buying it. As soon as I stop buying it, then the drain of that low CTR is off of the display URL, it's off of the keyword, it's off of the account. So that I fixed a little hole in the boat and everything else about the system can be better now. So you know, more precision is always a good thing. Okay, so let, let, uh, <clears throat> let's segue into something that bugs me a little bit, which is that um, uh, I hear Google, uh, Google reps say to us that adding, search ter- uh, adding keywords that are identical to the queries that are being matched to keywords in an existing ad group is a good thing. And uh, and it is a good thing up to a point, and I would say that that point is when it starts to dilute the correspondence between uh, the root keywords in the ad group and the ad text. Uh, 
And I'm, I'm also looking at, uh, there's, there's a great new feature in the new AdWords interface. There's a new tab called Opportunities. And uh, if a campaign has been running long enough, the Google actually suggests keywords that you should add to particular ad groups and even tells you how much, uh, what the estimated monthly searches, uh, the number of estimated monthly searches is. Um, but my problem with it is it suggests adding to the ad group keywords that are too dissimilar to the other keywords into the ad group and to the ad text. So I don't know if you call this a catch-22 or a, uh, just a gotcha, but basically they're saying uh, add keywords to the ad group because we know that they have matched to broad match keywords in your ad group. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to sort out with you is, is that a beneficial thing as far as quality score is concerned, uh, even if it risks lowering the overall click-through rate because the ad, the keywords added are not uh, correspondent closely enough to the ad. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're probably technically right at the end. I think their point of view is, you know, if I can add some queries that, you know, assume if they're suggesting them, they have proven to be at least, you know, reasonable performers, that, you know, they'd rather see the clicks and the money, even if, so if you expand the pie you know, by 25%, but you dilute the quality of the, you know, the taste or the revenue by, you know, 3 or 4%, there's a net gain. You're right in the fact that if you actually add queries and they're far enough afield from the text ad that you could write a more direct ad, that adding the keywords and then splitting them to their own ad group and writing those perfect, you know, more matching text ads would would be better. Right? So now instead of one pie that's diluted, I've got two pies that are concentrated, and that's ultimately more effective, I think, until they come up with their automatic splitter keyword, you know, text ad writer, which you know we'll assume they're working on. Um, you know, they'll, they'll do it this way. But you know, it's always a trade-off. Another trade-off in all of this stuff we're talking about. And we've got into a whole bunch of you know pretty detailed uh, uh, you know maneuvers here today. Is you can't do this stuff across you know five hundred thousand keywords. Right. So yeah, the other the other important thing that you know I've started focusing on more and, and we're turning some attention to within quick equations is you know the idea of the head and the tail or you know your branded versus non branded um, and that that what you want to do is find those keywords that are spending or making you a lot of money and manicure the hell out of them in sort of all the real details that we're talking about but in other parts of your campaign you know you're going to have to be more loose about it so it may be that. If it's if it's around a keyword that is making you you know part of part of those fifteen or fifty keywords that are driving eighty percent of your revenue, a suggestion maybe is worth breaking out to its own ad group. If it's somewhere down into the point oh five percent of something, then throwing another keyword in an ad group, which might catch another you know conversion or two a month, you know it's fine. Yeah. And so there is a there is a hours in the day prioritization issue we got to cover here too. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, in other words, the uh, micromanaging you do, uh, it, it depends on how much spare time you have, and also uh, it's just prudent to do micromanagement uh, more frequently on the keywords that are driving the majority of your of your conversions, of your profitable conversions. I think I just read a, click, uh, a tweet from you this morning. Here it is. 0.37% of the keywords with any click in... Oh, sorry. How big is your head? One of our accounts has five keywords driving 79% of revenue. Yeah, I actually ran it. So we built a new uh, analyst template, um, um, which we'll make available to our clients soon. And it, it, 
does a quick analysis. Because most people, you're not aware of the fact of how few keywords are really driving most of your revenue. So this, what this template does is it simply gives you a list of, you put in, you type in a number, right? It starts at 80%, but you can multiple, you can, you know, vary it just by changing the Excel cell value. And then it will show you the list of the top keywords that make up that percentage of your revenue. And so, actually, I ran it for a dozen clients or so yesterday, and um, you know there was some with three, some with five, some with ninety or a hundred. But the point is, these are people with you know quarter million or more keywords, um, and and to find out that gee, if I really worked hard on these eight or twelve or even ninety out of a you know I don't you know out of a quarter million, I can do very detailed management of ninety keywords. And, sure. and to know that that's what it takes to manage 80% of my revenue, it makes the whole process, when you sit down and look at that quarter million keyword campaign, have a whole different feel. Sure. So, um, yeah, and the one you said, right, it was 0.3% of the keywords were 80% of the revenue. And it didn't turn out to be that different. So it's really something people should look at. And then split the, you know, what you can do quickly by hand is take those keywords, get them out of the ad groups and the campaigns they're in. Don't leave them mixed in with all the riffraff. Right. Pull them out. And now you can look at the numbers differently and make different time allocation decisions and um, you know, really drive results. Because if you start putting um, you know, negatives and better text ad copy, which drives click-through rate, in those few keywords, huge impact. Sure. Well, uh, this is this is good food for thought. I'm, I'm writing a book for Wiley Cybex right now that will come out in March, and uh, it's all best practices for PPC. And uh, I'm, I'm even starting to think I need to split it up somewhat such that I point out that, um, you know, the, the, the real microsurgery that I suggest in some places, um, you know, don't try to do this to every keyword or every ad group in your campaign. Just split up your time uh, intelligently and, and to focus on the ones that really drive the, the profitability and the, and the volume. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. Hey, we've got to take another break. We'll be right back. Uh, listeners, um, wrap it up with Craig. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. 
Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Saddle up with the Search Cowboys. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Okay, we're back with Craig Danieloff. Craig, um... Let's see. Did we leave anything? Well, of course we did. We left uh, another five or six shows uh, of good information to share, but um, I'm looking at your list. Uh, oh, talk about the, the new Google Bid Suggestion Tool. Yeah, sure. That's a great one. So so one of the uh, one of the new things Google slipped in the new interface is um, what they call a Bid Suggestion Tool, and it, it allows you to see on some keywords, it's one of these things that they provide for keywords when there's enough data, um, they show you how many clicks are available and the cost of them. They don't tell you the specific position, um, but it always tends to be six or eight rows in the table, so you can sort of assume that you know this is what position one would give you and this is what position two will give you. And the interesting thing is that, that what we see is that the curves are uh, very greatly between keywords. So we had a keyword, for example, that we were paying um, over $10 a click on, um, and it said that there was, uh, I think it was 22 clicks available at the near the price we were currently paying. But if we went down from $12 to $3, then so a 75% drop in CPC, that we would only sacrifice two clicks. So we could have 20 clicks for $3 a piece or 22 for $12 a piece. Amazing, you know, information. Yeah. Um, in other case, in other cases, um, you know, the, the the opposite is true. Right? In other cases, that there's there's very little dilution. So you might be in position two and getting, let's say, fifty clicks and paying, let's say, five dollars. Example. It may be that if you only paid five fifty, very little marginal cost per click. Um, there's two x the clicks available. So you, you sort of get to see the curve, and you know, we started this talking about bidding, and, and ultimately bidding is simply a matter of managing your revenue per click against your cost per click, and and bidding would be simple if we knew the curves, if we knew the revenue per click available at every position on the page and the cost per click on every position on the page, and the volume of clicks and, and conversion rate at every position. I mean, there's a there's a table we could theoretically see, and then we would know exactly where we want to be. Yeah. Um, we can't see that, which is why bidding has been such a black box mystery. But what's happening is, with things like the Keyword Suggest tool, we're getting clues as to what those curves look like. And uh, that's really powerful. So people should definitely go check that out, at least if nothing else. You can log into AdWords. Right next to the uh, bid is a little, uh, I forget if it's an exclamation or a question mark or something. And you click on it, and the new daughter window pops up with this table in it and you find out uh, how many clicks are available at what cost. Now, uh, we, we should disclaim this to say it has not been proven accurate. And like uh-huh. Google's other you know, keyword suggest tools and tools where they tell you how many clicks you're going to get at, at, you know, in the front part of AdWords setup when you set the budget and they say if you bid this much, you'll get this many clicks. That's proven to be wildly inaccurate. So we don't 
yet know if this is based on more actual data or they're you know, guessing this based on what. But um, yeah, I'm sort of giving it the benefit of the doubt for now and looking really closely at it, and I think you know, it's worth people knowing is there. Okay, yeah, uh, Craig, I'm looking at it right now. It's a, it's a little tiny uh, magnifying glass just to the right of the maximum CPC associated with a keyword. Um, and it tells you the simulation based on performance from, it looks like, two days, but it might be based on what I'm, I've got my interval set at. Anyway, um, that's a super tool. And uh, I, I also cruise through several other tools. Let's see, how many, how many Google uh, keyword tools do we have now? We've got the search-based keyword tool. We've got the uh, traffic estimator. Uh, we've got insights for search. Uh, so basically, Google is trying to corner the market on keyword research tools, which, uh, which makes us uh, more efficient, but sure does threaten to burn our time, doesn't it? Yeah, well, this this one is one of the. Few, I, I mean, I really think this one's a huge deal because of the visibility of the curves it gives us. Um, the, they've they've promised or threatened uh, that it's going to be in the API soon, which will be great for tools oh, because now yeah. we can could use that data and actually tell you, hey, drop this bid a little bit because there's a great, you know, marginal marginal change available. Right, um, and you combine that with the. You know, Hal Varian's recent blog post saying that conversion rate is equal across click-through rates, and all of a sudden, two or three of the lines in our curves that were invisible before are visible, and um, you know, bidding is going to get a lot easier. And I think a lot of the sort of uh, black box or snake oil, uh, you know, bid stuff that's out there in 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 packages and in people's heads is going to is going to go away because um, we now know things we had to guess before. Right. So, uh, I give give I give Google a lot of credit for starting to open up the the kimono on uh, on data relative to bidding. I think that's going to help us all. Truly. Hey, Craig, we're going to have to uh, wrap it up. Um, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, this is a fascinating topic that I'm sure we'll explore over and over again. And I think you said that we'll see you in uh, Chicago at PPC Summit. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We'll be uh, giving a talk there on the first day about uh, high-resolution PPC and specific tactics to uh, improve Google AdWords. Cool. I'll be there, too. Uh, I think I'm on the second day talking about uh, contextual advertising. So uh, I'll see you there, Craig. Look forward to it. Okay. And listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, Come on back next Monday or to iTunes, wherever you're listening to this, and uh, we'll have another great guest for BBC Rockstars.